Hello, welcome, welcome. Welcome if you're new, welcome if you're not, welcome if this is the first or the 36th time. My podcast has graced your ears or graced your eyes. My name is Shannon and this is another episode of Try Not To Need Me. Um, You'll notice, like, I mean, if you're watching this, you'll notice. If you're listening to this, I'm hoping it sounds better, but it probably won't. Um, I got a mic stand, like a mic arm that like clips onto a table so that I don't have to sit on the floor anymore. And I can like actually position the microphone properly and it has like a little glove on it. So you shouldn't have to listen to me exhaling all the time. Honestly, it's just, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful life. I've got like a phone stand for my phone to record on with a ring light um, because it's light outside. You probably like can't tell that it's a ring light, um, but it's definitely blinding my eyes a little bit. Um, But all good things, all good things. I feel very professional. I'm really loving my life. I feel like a proper like podcaster influencer, which I love for me. Um, but hi, it's to be fair, it's only been a couple months since I recorded. Um, I believe it was July and it's now October. So it's like two and a half months, which really for my record is not that bad. Um, but hey, how are you? How's it going? COVID's still here, but in New South Wales, at least it's getting a lot better, which is nice. Um, I'm definitely like hoping that 2020 life is a bit more normal. My main concern now is travel, um, in terms of like international borders, but it's just a waiting game and we're all in the same waiting game. Um, I have exciting news. This episode has a sponsor. (laughs) I don't know if I can actually say that. I mean, okay, we'll call it a sponsor because I'm the one who makes those decisions. So this episode is sponsored by Fiverbox, which is a alcohol cocktail and gift boxing company that me and my best friend launched in August. So I took it upon myself to decide that Fiverbox is sponsoring this episode. And you know what? I'm going to give you guys a discount code. Um, It's going to be on the screen somewhere and in the description box of the video let's say it's fob pod five fob pod five it'll be somewhere anyway have a discount have five dollars off your first order courtesy of me and this beautiful podcast um yeah so in august my best friend and i launched a business which is an alcohol and gift box alcohol gift box and cocktail box company um so we essentially have like a range of gifting boxes and cocktail boxes that you we will deliver to straight to your door australia-wide um all day every day obviously monday to friday business hours um but yeah really good ideas for like birthday gifts we are launching christmas stuff so keep your eyes peeled we are also launching halloween stuff this weekend so keep your eyes peeled for that as well um but yeah go check it out i will link it down in the bottom bar of the video the podcast but it's just www.5obox.com.au and yeah check us out let me know what you think we'd love your feedback go follow us go follow us on socials tell your friends buy a gift everything's great Uh, besides that how are you um my life hasn't really changed too much since july Um, i'm currently on my lunch break at work Here's my office back here, as you can see. Um, it's nice to be elevated. It's nice to be on a couch, not be on a floor. Um, it's a nice change, I think. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, life's pretty, pretty much there or thereabouts the same as it was when I last recorded a podcast. Um, I think obviously barring launching a business, still working from home mostly. We do now have an office space in the city that we're allowed to go in like a couple days a week, which is really good. So I've been there a couple days last week and this week. And it's so nice to have a change of scenery and talk to people and see my colleagues who I've missed very dearly. So that's been really good. Um, yeah, that's about all the life updates I have for you. But I do have some questions, which is always nice when I do have questions. I've still got a fair bank of questions um, that I can kind of go back and answer ones that I haven't answered yet. But if you have any advice that you need or you have any questions that you don't mind waiting a couple months to be answered, please do send them in to me through um, the links in the description box of the video or the description of the episode, the podcast episode. Um but without further ado, let us dive right on in. So the first one says, luxury travel, is it worth it? Let's talk a, a non-COVID world. Pretend it doesn't exist. Um, I think it's very much situational and event-based. Like I think if you're traveling just for fun and you're kind of throwing like a bunch of, um, what's the word? places like um, locations if you're seeing as much as you can in a very short period of time and you're not actually like spending the time in places that you are to to kind of enjoy say the facilities of hotels or anything like that then it's not necessarily the best way to travel but if you've got a bit of extra cash if you've got a fairly sturdy like income or savings and you really want to treat yourself then absolutely some of the best holidays I've had have been where there's like an element of bouginess because you kind of have that to look forward to for example when I went to Singapore we just stayed in like an Airbnb for three out of four days but on the last day what we did is we booked um, a night in the Marina Bay Sands which is like the boat looking hotel it's like one of Singapore's most iconic hotels or most iconic attractions and it has an infinity pool and like we paid a fair amount of money to stay there but we only stayed there for one night because we thought you know maybe it's not going to be worth it because we're out and about and seeing Singapore but on the last day we literally spent the whole day in the pool and in the hotel and in the restaurants and stuff enjoying the facilities for our money and I think it was absolutely worth it I would go back and I would stay there for a couple days um but yeah, or even like when we went to Europe and our Croatia sailboat was really like it was quite luxury that upgraded us a few times. We paid for it, but it was a beautiful boat and like we'd seen photos and it was insane. And it's like, absolutely, I would I would never do a sail through Croatia or Greece without being on a nice boat because you just can't be aircon and bathrooms that are that nice when you're traveling like that. So I definitely think luxury travel has its moments and it's also like don't kill yourself and use all of your money on like one night in a really nice hotel if that's going to mean that you can't see five cities I would rather see five cities than just see one in a really nice hotel um and that's not to say that you can't stay in nice hotels for like decent rates I think you have to be smart with your money um and figure out the best times to travel that you're going to get like the most bang for your buck kind of a thing. But I would say luxury travel, if you can afford it, definitely treat yourself to it every now and then because it is so worth it. Um, next question says, how do you go about calling out homophobia or racism in the workplace? And this has been in my ask box for a while and I just never really knew what to say to it because I've never been in a position where I had to call out either of those things in 
the workplace, I've definitely like said, like given someone a look or said something like that's not right, um, like in life, um, like friends or family or anything saying something that like doesn't sit right, but I've never had to. But I think if there is somebody in your workplace who is making remarks that are either racist or homophobic to you or anyone you know or in general, there should be a policy in place. And I know that not every workplace is like this, but there should be someone who you're allowed to go and confidentially talk to and say that it's making you uncomfortable, whether that's HR, whether that's a whistleblower, um, nominee that your company has whether that is just your direct manager that you've got a good relationship with whether it is the person you're talking about you know if someone in your workplace says something that that comes across that way and it makes you feel uncomfortable or you simply want them to know that it's not appropriate you can go and tell them I understand that that's easier said than done especially if it's like the director of your company or or your manager that maybe you don't necessarily have a great relationship with um, personally but I think you should be able to say hey look um, you said something and don't bring up something that they said like four months ago because I don't know that it's necessarily going to get anywhere but as soon as someone says something that does strike a chord with you or strike a nerve with you should I say um absolutely tell them in a respectful way but also like with the context that you just want to educate them um on the issue so if they say something that you find racist whether that be to you or an or another group of um you know another culture or another group of people then you have every right to say look I'm really sorry I don't know that you should be saying those things in the workplace because people will find that offensive And I don't think that that's out of place to say to someone. Um, I think, you know, the work that we're doing on racism in particular globally has a lot to do with people having those tough conversations and calling out racism when they see it. And I think that's really important. And I know that I've personally got work to do on that and and feeling um, like I should be having tough conversations with people that makes me uncomfortable about racism. Um, And the same goes for homophobia, for sexism, um, for any, you know, really politically incorrect out of place comments, I think we have to keep doing the work to make sure that society in general isn't conditioned to think that that's okay. I know that that's not particularly helpful, but I hope that it's some mark of helpful, maybe. Um, next question. And this this one's a little bit more lighthearted and, um, I was going to say, mum, if you're listening, she doesn't listen to my podcast anymore, which is good. Um, I was going to say, if you know me, stop listening. But you know what? I don't give a fuck. Anyways, the question is, how to choose my first sex toy? Hi, my name's Shannon and I own sex toys. Most people do. They just don't talk about it. Um, it took me a very long time to like buy one for myself. My friends bought me one for like, my, I think my 21st as like a bit of a joke, but naturally I was... I was curious. So of course I used it. Um, and I would a hundred percent guarantee, not guarantee, hundred percent recommend buying yourself a sex toy. I think a, there is nothing more empowering than taking charge of your own sexuality and, and pleasure, um, and finding out the things that you like and you don't like. And also like, they're just easy. Like they're easy. No one else is involved. You know what the end result is like, 
I would 100% recommend it. So how to choose. Um, I, I mean, I'm not sponsored, but like Love Honey is a really good place to go um, for sex toys. And they have a lot of resource on their website of like how to choose a good one. The, the reviews will like sell you toys like no tomorrow because you'll read the reviews and people will either say like oh it was a bit loud I didn't like the you know the vibration was too loud I didn't like the texture of like what it was made of um it loses charge too often like people will tell you what they think and it's just a really easy way to like figure out what exactly it is that you're looking for and what might work for you and as well like they start really cheap and most of the I think they have free shipping over like 60 bucks But you can buy a little, like, if you're a woman and you want, like, a vibrator, you can buy a little, like, bullet vibrators for, like, $8. Um, If you want something, like, a bit more, um, like, powerful or, like, a bit more sophisticated, like, the prices obviously do go up. They sell lingerie. They sell lube. Again, not sponsored by Love Honey, but I would definitely recommend starting there because, like the user experience and the way that they've sorted the web, like the website, um, it comes in completely discreet packaging. I think it's like a brown box usually, or just like a normal package and you don't really know what's in it. Um, hundred percent go to love honey, but how to choose one. I would just like try a few things out. If you just want, like, I'm only talking to women because I, I'm not a man. Therefore I don't, I don't necessarily know what kind of sex toys dudes would be into. So I can only really talk to like the woman side or like the couple side of things. Um, But if you just want like a dildo, then just figure out what size you want by like getting a ruler or a tape measure and be like, yeah, I don't really want one that's any longer than this or um, anything like that. And then you know, just pick one that you think looks good. You know, do you want a plastic one? Do you want a silicon one? Do you want one that vibrates? Do you want one that suctions to the shower? Like there are so many options for that. Or do you want a vibrator? Do you want one to be really quiet because maybe you live with your family? Like there's so many variables. Um, I would personally recommend if you're a woman to buy the Satisfier Pro 2. I got so many like um, I follow a couple of sexologists on Instagram. They recommended it. It's one of Love Honey's like bestsellers. Um, and a few people had like said to me like, oh, you should try it. I, I don't actually have words for it. It's, it's, re- it's, it's good. It's very good. I would recommend it to all of my women with a clitoris that they invest in one. Um, that's all I'm going to say on that. Um, but yeah, I think like do some research, figure out what it is. If it's something that you're looking for with your partner, talk to them about like what they would want. Like, do they want something to use on you? Do they want something to use together? Um, and there's like just every sex toy you could ever imagine under the sun exists. So I would definitely say if you are more like discreet and conservative to go online, if you have no shame, um, and you don't get embarrassed easily about talking about sex or sex toys or anything like that, go into a store. Um, there's a couple of nice ones in the city that like don't feel too seedy. Um, there's one in Kings Cross, but don't go to the one that's like two stores down. Cause that one feels quite seedy, but the nice one is like, you know, black and sparkly and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, and then like talk to the people who work at those stores because they, they know the ins and outs of all the toys and how they work. So I think that that would be a good place to start as well. If you don't mind going to a store. But yeah, that's my take on sex toys. Um, And the last question says, 
how do you manage a situation where you are thinking level-headed and focused, but the other person is struggling to see things clearly due to their emotions? How would you help that same person learn to think differently in the same situation with regards to understanding and managing and not letting everything cloud said judgment? I mean, this is very vague, um, but I think I'm the kind of person who, if I can see that someone's judgment is clouded by their emotions or by their like personal beneficiary in the issue at hand then I'll usually bring that up as a point of contention like not necessarily in an argument because I don't know that that's that's really what you're talking about um but if say I mean I don't really know what this is about but if there's a situation where a friend of a friend a friend has come to me with something Um, but clearly the way that they're thinking and their thought process and their like plan of action is clouded by their emotions in the situation. I would like talk to them about what was going on, give advice, but also preface that by saying like, look, it's really possible that you are quite wrapped up in your emotions or your love or your friendship or your commitment to this person or this situation. Um, You have to keep that in mind. I think just kind of planting that seed is usually a better approach because if someone isn't like isn't able to see clearly you aren't going to be the person who can make that happen like you just saying like oh my god snap out of it stop say it's like a relationship issue like stop loving this person and just like stop I mean they're not just going to be like oh yeah I don't love them anymore thanks like that was really helpful um so I think personally If you, you can't teach people to think differently. At the end of the day, people have their own thoughts and emotions and feelings and are going to think and act the way that they see fit and they see as like according to whatever the situation at hand is. So you've said like, how would you see that person learn to think differently? I think you can provide them situations, outcomes, um, you know, paths of judgment as like suggestions But I don't think you're ever going to get anywhere if you genuinely want them to think differently. It's like you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make a drink. And you can lead people to the judgment you think is right, but they may not make that judgment or get there on their own. And that's totally okay. It kind of depends on the situation. If it's something that's like hurting them or is going to impact you or is going to impact someone you care about, then I think there's definitely a line you can draw in the sand and saying, look, I don't think this is good. And you can give them those reasons. Say like, you know, it's going to hurt our other friend. Um, It's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt me. Like you can give them that kind of rationale. Um, But I think it is incredibly difficult to get through to a person who is so emotionally invested in something. Like this makes me think of when people get so like clouded in a love for somebody in maybe a relationship that's not working or something's happened and they're trying to work through it. And you can kind of see outside of the bubble of that relationship and go, well, you know, for me, I think that this is wrong because of X, Y, Z. But that person is so entangled in an entanglement, um, is so entangled and invested and emotionally seeded into whatever is going on or this relationship that they're never going to see it the way you see it because a you're an outsider and you don't see what they see in terms of the insides of the relationship but b because they're so messed around 
with the outcome that they want to happen. You know, if it's a relationship that's going down the hill and they're trying to salvage it, they're so wrapped up in like, I must stay with this person. I need to fix this relationship. Like they get so clouded, as you say, you can't change that. You can only provide like options and scenarios and like paths to encourage them down but you can't actually change how they think and I think that's a really unhelpful answer (laughs) and kind of like a long-winded way of saying you can't change someone to think differently but you can help them along the way for however long it takes them to figure out what's going on um yeah it's messy and it sounds messy and it's vague again so my answer was vague because the question was vague but that's kind of like the best I can provide um but yeah there are the questions for this week's episode episode thank you for listening or watching um I I would like to know if like people actually like obviously I can see the views but do people just watch half of it do they get bored do they not like it um if you are still listening welcome if you are a new listener welcome um I still see like my first few episodes that I ever published you know back oh my god almost three years ago um oh my god I just (laughs) I just realized that I started this almost three years ago and I don't know how I feel about that. Anyway, um, yeah, if you are a new listener, then thank you for listening and coming along to my podcast. And if you are a return listener, thank you for being so loyal for three years. There are some of my friends who still go, Shannon, when's your new podcast episode coming out? And I'm like, it's been three years. You should know that it'll come out when it comes out. But now that I have like my little mic and my phone stand and it's really like, it was really easy for me to set this up and I feel, I feel like it's going to be much better quality and much like less, like much less effort on my part to like put it together and upload it I might do these more often but I'm also not promising that but at the same time if no one sends me questions eventually I'm gonna run out of them so if you want me to keep making podcasts send me either questions or topics you want me to cover and I will I am planning on doing a like what I did last year which was kind of like my two-year review or like my year in review and answer similar questions I think that would be kind of cool like a time capsule obviously a lot of it's just gonna be about fucking COVID um what a ball ache right um oh while you're here do you want to know the most absurd no not absurd upsetting thing that happened let me just close out with this story and then I'll let you go so if if you are familiar with Cinnabon it is basically an American bakery chain that make what I would classify the world's best cinnamon rolls it's the only way to describe them as far as I'm concerned they um the same guy apparently who franchised Carl's Jr. into Australia decided to buy the rights to franchise Cinnabon in Australia so he has three in Queensland there was once a day where Sayed and I flew to Brisbane for the day went to movie world and got Cinnabon pretty much just to get Cinnabon movie World was just a bonus anyways they're delicious and amazing and incredible well I'm guessing during COVID because people are also not traveling to Queensland tourism is struggling they decided to start shipping them to New South Wales because obviously it's close enough um that like the baked goods can get there safely and they're still in, in their shelf life and all that kind of jazz so we bought a bunch and I got ordered yesterday and obviously I've been working from home for literally six months so every delivery no issue at all But in the apartment block we live in, there's like a locked door 
I mean, you come in, it opens naturally. Um, and there's like a foyer and there's a couch and a rubbish bin and whatever. Um, and then like the elevators and it's not a big foyer. Um, and it's not the world's busiest apartment block because we've only got seven floors. So people do come in and out quite frequently, but like not super frequently. And we're right on the, on the, on the corner of a street. So no one's really loitering around unless they're loitering around. Anyways, we got the Cinnabon delivered yesterday we were I was in the city for work it they sent me a thing that said it was left in a safe place and I was like oh okay must be inside hopefully it's inside we got home at nine because we went out to dinner and they weren't there and basically I found on the courier site that they'd put them there so we contacted the building manager and the security team of the building and they sent us the footage and some dude walked in and stole the package which granted it was a plain package that just said fragile so I'm guessing he thought it was expensive and it was our cinnamon rolls. And I'm distraught. I feel violated that someone stole our mail, which is really awful. And I really wanted cinnamon rolls. And now I'm going to have to reorder them. And they weren't cheap. And I just, I don't know how to feel about it. Anyways, that's my story for today. Um, thanks, as always, for listening. Um, if you're still here, follow me on everything. Go and check out Fiverrbox and buy box for Christmas or for someone's birthday or just to treat yourself to some cocktails because the recipes are, I promise you, top notch. Um, but I love you all and thank you for your support and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye.